It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Well, hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain, we're delighted to be with you here on this Friday on the Wendy Bell Radio program. Welcome, welcome, welcome to you. We are your common sense one-stop shop. It's just not that complicated to be a common sense conservative in these crazy times. Apparently, everybody else in government didn't get the memo because they're not on the same train that we are. Jim Jordan apparently is. We're going to talk about what he just said moments ago. Excuse me. As we understand, in about 55 minutes or so, there is another scheduled vote, third vote, for Speaker of the House. What's going to happen? What is at stake? And what do we now know about Steve Scalise and a dozen other GOP rhinos? Well, maybe there's a good reason they don't want Jim Jordan as Speaker of the House, because... They have some things they would prefer you not to know about. Alas, we do. And we will drop it on you here momentarily. Welcome home, my friends. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. All right. So moments ago, eight o'clock, Jim Jordan hit a press conference, and in very basic terms, he talked about his state, Ohio, home of the right, or where the Wright brothers actually come into his life story, talking about the innovations of aviation from the, the Wright brothers creating an aircraft that it could only fly 100 feet, right, before it crashed and burned, to somebody breaking the sound barrier, to putting a man on the moon and saying, this is... America, this is our extraordinary story. We're not about about waffling. We're not about accepting who everybody else thinks is okay. That's not acceptable. This is not the way to proceed with our country, with our governance, with where we are in a in a planet that is on fire right now. And it's on fire because of Barack Obama. Can we just call a spade a spade? You know, I'm thinking to myself, who is the biggest, darkest, nastiest creature of them all? And there's a long list. Is it Bill Gates, who, who openly says he wants people to die off because he wants to depopulate the planet? And so he pushes vaccines on little people, kids in Africa, right? With devastating consequences. Is it that guy? 
that man? Is it Tony Fauci who fiddled with a virus to make it more lethal and then pushed a vaccine which was not at all safe nor effective? Is it him while getting rich, of course, simultaneously? Is it him? Is it Klaus Schwab? Is it this this dark, evil man who openly talks about taking everything that you have, forcing you to eat bugs and putting you in a 15 minute city so that you have no individual determinism? Right. Government controls everything. Is he the darkest, most disgusting creature out there? Or is it Barack Obama? Who was groomed, cultivated, handpicked. He was selected by the darkness and groomed for a job such as this. We thought he was disastrous as a president. We only have the tip of the iceberg. How this man has fiddled with things, how he's ruined our relations with countries around the world. We wonder why Muslims hate us, why people in Arab countries want nothing to do with us. While Russia and China are developing stronger ties to defeat us economically. And now Joe Biden is sending 2,000 troops to where? To do what? On whose behalf while he asks for $100 billion for Ukraine? We have issues in Israel. We have issues at home. And Joe Biden last night lied to the faces of the American public and talked about continually never-ending the funding of a war that looks like it will never end in Ukraine. Really? Is this where we are? No, ladies and gentlemen, because that's not the big story. Why are these 22 House Republicans so against Jim Jordan? What did he do? What did he say? What did he tell his caucus? What are they afraid of? What do they really want? They want to fly under the radar. And they want you not to know, 13 of them, that they have taken money, not just from Sam Bankman-Fried's crypto disaster Ponzi scheme money laundering op, FTX, but they've also gotten some really nice payments from donors out there all over the place. A lot of them. Here's your headline. JoeHoft.com, he's the guy behind Gateway Pundit, breaking exclusive Steve Scalise and 13 Rhino holdouts derailing Jim Jordan are connected to FTX and to voter mule donations. So on the one hand, we have Joe Biden, who just wants to rape all of our bank accounts in perpetuity to fund different things where he gets a cut and so does everybody else, right? Not you, you pay for it. And then on the other side, they get you coming and going when rich men like George Soros and Mark Zuckerberg and you name the the person, Bill Gates, give millions upon millions of dollars that then get splintered off and quote unquote donated, say via Act Blue, to various campaign coffers to keep them locked and loaded. Steve Scalise got a lot of donations. Here's the story. Steve Scalise, the driving force behind the 22 rhinos who've prevented Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan from clenching the House speakership after two rounds of votes. Trump endorsed Jordan as the clear choice of grassroots conservatives. A top House GOP aide reported constituents literally melting the phone lines. They want Speaker Jim Jordan, right? 
But several sources claiming Scalise is the guy orchestrating the holdout, preventing Jordan from clenching the speakership, including a woman by the name of Debbie Dooley. She's a grassroots activist and a Louisiana native. Apparently, she's been doing some digging. Far be it for the media, who is complacent, complicit, corrupt, all of that, to do this work. It is citizen journalists, people like you, like myself, and like this woman named Debbie Dooley. And she is saying, I am hearing from very reliable sources. He is backstabbing, advocated a few weeks ago, cuts to Social Security and Medicare cuts would be on the table for debt reduction. Those would create ads for 2024 for the Democrats saying Republicans want to throw grandma off the cliff as Sean Hannity beats so often as a line. Well, she says it's time to remove him. Why? Why would Scalise want to undermine the clear choice of the people and President Trump? Well, evidence unearthed by grassroots researchers in Scalise's home state of Louisiana indicates Scalise has taken money from the FTX money laundering scandal, which, by the way, is just the tip of the iceberg. The former co-CEO of FTX, guy named Ryan Salome, pled guilty last month to conspiracy to make unlawful political contributions and defraud the Federal Election Commission and conspiracy to operate an unlicensed money-transmitting business. Salome admitted that his job at FTX was to illegally funnel money to Republican politicians and political causes, while his co-conspirator, Sam Bankman-Fried, funneled money to Democrats. According to Salome, the donations were to support initiatives supported by Bankman-Fried. Bankman-Fried's dearest initiative appears to be Joe Biden himself, as he made the second largest single donation to Biden's 2020 presidential campaign. Another initiative of Bankman-Fried was Steve Scalise, the man currently preventing Jim Jordan from becoming speaker. Bankman-Fried's straw donor and co-CEO, Salome, donated $2,900 to Scalise, a month before the 2022 midterms. That's the maximum donation allowed by an individual. And you're saying, well, $2,900, how much does that buy you these days? It's not just that one singular donation. Entries from FEC records for FTX donations to Steve Scalise, his congressional campaign, and in fact, 13 of the 22 holdout rhinos also accepted donations from Ryan Salome, almost all of them maximum donations. And these rhinos include, you'll recognize these names, Kay Granger, Texas, Mike Simpson, Idaho, Carlos Jimenez, Florida, Jen Higgins, Marionette Meller-Meeks, Mike Lawler, Steve Womack, Mike Kelly. Oh, Mike, got it. So great to have Mike Kelly representing Pennsylvania. Mike Simpson, Mario Diaz-Ballart, Linda Chavez-Zarimer, Andrew Garbarino, Tony Gonzalez, and John Rutherford. Direct illegal donations from criminals like Ryan Salome and his co-conspirators are just the tip of the iceberg, my friends. It is suspected that FTX and entities like it, Act Blue, are laundering possibly billions of dollars to politicians and causes all over the country through fraudulent campaign donor mules. It's not just 2,900 bucks. It's just not a one-time thing. It is a laundry list. In fact, Steve Scalise, 98 times one donor from Georgia 
paying Steve Scalise in Louisiana 98 times in a single day? Does that seem odd to you? Seems odd to us. So we started digging a little bit more into it. The connection with Raphael Warnock and others, ladies and gentlemen, and why these rhinos are running scared of Jim Jordan when we continue on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So rhinos voting against Jim Jordan as speaker. He's a threat to democracy, right? He's a threat to their democracy because in their democracy, they get to be disgusting and get away with it. Jim Jordan's not like that. Steve Scalise is. Why did they want him? Why did they want Patrick McHenry with a Liberty score of F? Because he's going to be the same wishy-washy swamp creature as Scalise. 98 individual donations in a single day with varying amounts from $3 to $22.50. Steve Scalise's FEC records indicate significant donor mule activity. So you're going to say to yourself, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't get it. Donor mules are like voter mules, right? Voting mules. These are people who are going to take money and they're going to give in small donations to fly under the radar. I'm going to go back to this ballot drop box 52 times in the next 24 hours. I'm going to put in one here. I'll put in five there. It's a lot. It's a lot harder to see little, little chippings away at lawfulness, right? When you're doing it in small pieces versus that armful of ballots. That's what this is all about. 98 individual times in a single day. Now think about this. This is exactly what the Biden crime family backbone financial scheme is all about. We've got a big chunk of money we're getting in from these foreign governments for services that are never rendered. The service is the Biden brand and office access, right? And influence peddling. That's it, of course. Now, how are we going to get all this money from point A to point B? Well, instead of having voting mules or donor mules, we're going to have family mules. We're going to have nine different Bidens. And we're going to get all this money and everybody's going to get a little chunk of it in their accounts. And we're not going to do one lump sum. We're going to fly under the radar and do 50 different individual deposits. What did we hear from Jamie Comer from House Oversight? It was specifically designed to make it take a maddening amount of time to connect all the dots on purpose. Same as this. Don't pay attention to all these random donations coming in from states that have no skin in Steve Scalise's game in Louisiana. All right, so we're going to dig into that even deeper coming up in just a minute. And you're going to see the parallels on how this operates, right? But what I want to hear, and, and this is so nice, in a world of dark and corrupt and depopulating and vaccinating and injuring and stealing from and lying to and all of this crap, that you and I pay for, that puts we and the people we love at risk, which is an undeniable threat to our democracy, there's that one voice out there. It seems to be very clear, and it's Matt Gates. And so yesterday, right after Jim Jordan said, you know what, it's not good for the caucus, it's not good for the country, obviously people are against me, I withdraw my name, I support Patrick McHenry. Well... People like Matt Gates and others weren't pleased with that. But he walked out of those proceedings. He was immediately reached by an MSNBC reporter. And she was asking him, I hear it got kind of kind of hot in there for you because you're the guy who galvanized this whole shakeup. I want you to hear the clarity 
I want you to hear the calm, the respect, and the truth for at least one minute today. And it's courtesy of Florida Congressman Matt Gates. Go. Congressman, is the resolution to empower McHenry dead at this point? Yeah, it won't be offered by Republicans based on uh, Speaker-designate Jordan's announcement just moments ago. And I think that's a good thing. The House of Representatives needs a speaker, not a speaker light. Uh, I don't support using temporary powers uh, for Mr. McHenry, and I'm glad that our arguments seem to be persuasive to our colleagues. But Jordan seemed to back this as his next strategy to give himself the time to cobble together more votes. I mean, this is something he's backed. Well, I, I like Jim Jordan. I'm voting for Jim Jordan, but I don't agree with him on every subject. And I certainly don't agree that what would be best for the House of Representatives is a temporary speaker pro tem. I think we need to elect a speaker. I think we've we've got great folks in our conference. I think Jim Jordan sits atop that list, and I look forward to voting for him again today. And one last question for you, because we are live here right now. How icy was it for you in that room? I heard it got pretty intense. Well, I'm not for everyone, as it turns out, and I have my detractors, but I'm an attorney by trade. I don't get emotional about the presentation of arguments and listening to other people's arguments. It doesn't affect how I think about people. I was there to make the substantive argument that speaker light is a bad idea, just like Bud Light. Um, but, but I far prefer us to continue having votes going forward. And, you know, when I held out with Speaker McCarthy, we had goals. We had specific things we were fighting for. I think a reasonable question to those that are holding out and not voting for Jordan is, what are you fighting for? What are your goals? What are your objectives here other than to, uh, than just recalcitrance? What are your goals? What do you want? You want to continue getting paid. You want to stay in office. And staying in office means an enormous war chest. And you don't care how it comes to you if it's by Sam Bankman-Fried stealing the life savings a la Bernie, Mer- B- Bernie Madoff of how many hundreds and thousands of people in some crypto nonsense money laundering Ponzi scheme, you don't care. And 13 other Republicans don't either. So how does this, how does this money muling work? These people are called Smurfs. What is a Smurf? A Smurf is like a smuggler. And a smuggler who takes money from someone and deposits it in other people's coffers. Right. You can be an unknowing smurf when somebody steals your identity. And that is exactly what has gone on all across the country to the tune of billions and billions of dollars. If you've never heard of Act Blue, you're going to hear of it. If you've never heard of James O'Keefe and his O'Keefe Media Group, you're going to hear about it. Connecting the dots, knocking on the doors and saying, hey, did you actually give 4,000 donations in the last two years to Raphael Warnock? Say what? Yeah, yeah. Buckle up. We're just getting started. The Wendy Bell Radio program continues right after this. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio program. If you are going to steal from the American people, if you are going to cheat and you're going to break campaign finance laws, you need not one big smoking gun. You need a lot of smoke on a lot of acreage. And that's exactly what is accused. Steve Scalise and others are accused of doing, accepting donations from people in other states 
who've given thousands upon thousands of dollars, who've behaved in a way that the traditional voter does not behave. It is shown that in a singular year, the average donor to a political party or a person running for office is less than two donations. It's like 1.7 donations, if you could quantify that. We don't open up endless coffers, particularly not in times of great economic struggle. And we are in one of those such times. What you need is to fly under the radar. And you do that with a pretty complex organization that needs a lot of dough. FTX, Sam Bankman Freed, selling something that's intangible. Cryptocurrency. What even is that? Oh, I don't know, but I've got to have some. It's the hot new thing. Let's go. And so people are like, oh, I'm going to get 5% in crypto. And so they plunk a bunch of money in with a company run by a curly haired goofball who has, I have no idea what kind of knowledge he has about anything, who then steals from that fund a la Bernie Madoff and any other Ponzi scheme, right? Where you need a continual donation, more and more people coming in from the bottom in order to pay out the people at the top, not just him, not just his friends, who were staying in some kind of a multi-million dollar flop house, you know, retreat in the Bahamas. But anybody else who starts sniffing around and is like, you know what, I'm not so sure I, f- I feel comfortable about this. Well, it's okay. Well, let's cash you out. We can cash out a couple people and still be taking in money. We have legitimacy. So FTX, they get nailed. What were they doing? Well, Sam Bankman-Fried gave a hell of a lot of money to Joe Biden. He gave a hell of a lot of money to a lot of people. And I guess to throw off the scent, he decided with this guy, his co-CEO, Salome, you give some money, though less, of course, much less, to Republicans. I'm going to give it to the Democrats. And we make sure that the initiatives we care about, these folks know, we've purchased from them. So what is the price to buy a sitting U.S. senator or to reelect a sitting U.S. senator? Well, apparently for Raphael Warnock, that number is $24 million. James O'Keefe from the O'Keefe Media Group. You've heard us talk about him. He was with Project Veritas until he was doing a little too much. His home was raided because they thought he had Ashley Biden's diary. He was able to bust in on conversations regarding Pfizer. Pfizer saying, you know what? We have a new vaccine. See, if we keep people sick, we can keep inoculating them with something. And then the gravy train of money never ends. James O'Keefe and his undercover cameras also blew the lid on the media. Listening in to private phone conversations, not really private because it's those morning news briefings with the head of CNN, Jeffrey Zucker, I think he was at the time, talking about we need to destroy Donald Trump. That is our objective. Donald Trump or bust. James O'Keefe was able to illuminate that as though any of us had any real doubt that the media sucked. So James O'Keefe lost his job and he's like, you know what? The, the job, he, the firm, the company, the whole aura of identity that he created, the board, right, kicks him out, fires him, and his people have a mutiny, and they all come over to him. And so his original Project Veritas files for bankruptcy. It blows up. His O'Keefe Media Group blows up. OMG is the letter. I love it. 
And one of their number one things that they decided to dig into was this whole idea of this massive Democrat Party money laundering scheme in our American elections. And what he did is he went to Washington State and he started knocking on doors. It was a very interesting tell-all video expose. He found people's names in federal election reports, donations, and he found some very curious anomalies. Some people were giving thousands of times a year. Some people were giving hundreds of times a day. And these people all had some very similar things in common. They were over the age of 65, by and large. They were older. They were Democrats. They were white, right? And many were unemployed. Unemployed people giving thousands and thousands of dollars to Raphael Warnock in Georgia from Washington State. Like, why would you be doing that? Why would the majority of these donations made to Senator Warnock's reelection campaign come from a state that has absolutely nothing to do with his politics? Presumably. Well, here we go. The O'Keefe Media Group uncovered potentially massive money laundering into political campaigns and posted videos throughout this expose. And what he learned was some campaign finance mules making hundreds, even thousands of donations every year. Now, it turns out that millions in donations were sent to candidates like Raphael Warnock from these money mules around the country. Warnock was the top beneficiary of all 2022 Democrat candidates of this money distribution scheme. So there was a guy who James O'Keefe hired. His name is Chris Gleason. He was this stats guy. He was this data project numbers cruncher guy. This was the first time he had ever done one of these projects involving elections, looking at the data, following the donations. Where did they go? It was pretty unique because he'd been involved in all this tech and data stuff the majority of his career, just never for something involving politics. Well, what he and a small group of others determined was that Washington State had a massive, massive network of campaign finance mules. They identified massive numbers of registered voters in Washington State who were making thousands of donations to Democrat Party candidates all across the country and to these progressive political action committees. The individual donation amounts weren't big. These donations were small, and they had been intentionally set up to avoid throwing up red flags. Now, these people were not at all wealthy. They were average Americans living in average houses in your typical average neighborhood, or at least that's how it would appear. The investigative group observed massive patterns and red flags in the data. One of the biggest flags of all was that these campaign finance mules in Washington state had all been making donations to Raphael Warnock in Georgia. And another pattern they discovered was that these very active donors were all unemployed. That's very odd. 
It appeared that their full-time job was making donations to Democrat candidates in their campaigns. Now, how is it that so many unemployed people in Washington state would be donating with such frequency to a Senate race in Georgia? Are people in just Washington more politically active and more motivated to give money than the average American? Of course not. This Chris Gleason guy who was looking at the data asked these active donors what they would think if he told them that he had identified voters who were making thousands of campaign donations in an election year. And they all had the same response. Anybody making that amount of donations is laundering money and is part of a criminal enterprise. Well, bingo. James O'Keefe then got some information from Election Watch in Maryland, then went to addresses of the top donation mules there. And at least one mule slammed the door in his face. Some of these people know that their identities are being used because they're the ones who are actively making the donations given to them by somebody else. They don't have it. They're literally handpicked and hired by Act Blue or George Soros or Sam Bankman Freed's FTX. And they're given chunks of money. Here's the money. I'm going to pay you to do this. You're going to make donations. Small, but regular, constantly, right? That's why the door was slammed in the face of these workers. Others had no idea. 75-year-old retirees. An older man walks to the door, opens the door. This is where people still answer the door, right? In Washington State. What's going on? Sir, I'm sorry to bother you, says James O'Keefe, but have you been making thousands of dollars in campaign donations to Raphael Warnock in Georgia? And the guy says, what? And then he then he leans into the house and he calls his wife. Honey, get over here. Have you been doing this? And she's like, no. You know we're on a fixed income. We couldn't afford to do that. This is exactly what it is now alleged That Steve Scalise and 13 other rhino Republicans who specifically do not want Jim Jordan to be Speaker of the House, how they enriched their own campaign coffers. 14 Republican holdouts to stop Jordan, purportedly implicated in an FTX and voter mule donation scheme. And what does that mean? It means that they desperately don't want somebody who's an actual hawk of laws, of rules, to be in charge of that speaker's gavel. Period. That's what that means. So why is it that Jim Jordan is stepping forward and saying, you know what? Hell with this. I'm going to take you on, and if you don't vote for me, I wonder what will come out. Right? What will come out, Mike Kelly? Why would it be that you would think it's funny in the second round of voting for the speaker to suggest John Boehner? Well, that was kind of dumb because it made you stand out, sir. And I personally, as a voter and a taxpayer in the fine land before time, Pennsylvania, I want to know who's giving to you. I want to know what they want from you. And you can't run away from the cameras the way John Tester did in Montana yesterday. Do you guys see that video? Seems like things are heating up a little bit. The kettle over the fire in Congress. We got some people who are inside getting cooked a little bit. They don't like the feeling of it getting hot. And they thought they could rise and join forces for whatever reason. And we know now, perhaps what the reason is, to stop Jim Jordan. But it was the eight freshman lawmakers... 
Why would you as newcomers not follow the voice of the leader of the party, Donald Trump? Why would you vote against Jim Jordan? Huh, isn't it interesting how their names are part of this FTX voter donor mule scheme? All right, don't go anywhere. When we come back, I'm so I'm so angry. When we come back, some information about the media, why they will not touch this story. All right, coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Can you imagine how we would not be in this predicament right now had it not been for Matt Gates? And you're going to hear voices on the right. The establishment folk on the right who will point fingers at Matt Gates. This is on you. You did this when you threw out Kevin McCarthy. And Matt Gates stands there with his hands crossed and a slight smile on his face. And he doesn't get upset and he doesn't shout. He smiles because he knows it's absolutely correct. And it was necessary. Then you'll hear the, the chorus of voices from the party unified on the left, right? Democrats will say, what an embarrassment. These people can't get their act together. You want Jim Jordan, Nancy Pelosi says, a threat to our democracy? The only threat Jim Jordan is, is to the people who are dark swamp creatures who need to pack their bags and get the hell out. I am so tired of paying thousands, tens of thousands of dollars in taxes every year. And then finding out I owe more at the end of the year because these lackeys don't give a rip about what we hold dear in this country. They lie, they steal, they cheat, they cajole, and they laugh about it. How about the video of Vern Buchanan bowling in the White House the other night? Vern Buchanan, one of the holdouts, right? What are you doing hobnobbing in Joe Biden's White House? I'm sorry, guys, but if I'm a Republican and I represent you in freaking Congress, I'm not hobnobbing with the people who are destroying our country. Facts, period. And maybe that makes Matt Gates a better person than I. And I'm willing to accept that. Is it any wonder now that this Gallup poll, right? The Gallup poll, confidence in the mass media matches the 2016 record low. Well, what happened in 2016? America elected Donald Trump because they were done with the garbage of eight years of Barack Obama's nonsense allowing Iran to to invade the highest levels of our federal government, right? Uranium One, all the wars, all of the money, all of the apologies for American exceptionalism, all the while working at the highest levels to destroy us from the inside out. Americans in 2016 said, we are done. And that guy coming down that, the escalator with his beautiful wife, I'd rather roll the dice on him because at least he knows how to freaking run a business than you hacks who have run America into the ground. And that is what happened. And the media were horrible, horrible. And the, the jig was up. The lights were turned on. Sort of like this grenade that Matt Gates has taken out of his mouth, <laughs> pulled the pin and threw it under the floor of the United States House of Representatives. Who runs and who stands to wait to see who runs? At this point, I just want to know who we can trust, right? Who are, the, who are the handful of people we can trust? Who shares our values? You know who I'm going to go with? 
Josh Hawley. I'm going to go with Ted Cruz, perhaps. We'll see. I'm going to go with... Who? Who else? Jim Jordan? Who else? Matt Gates. The list is short. Rand Paul? There are so fewer people we can trust. People who consistently stand up for our values, Jamie Comer. People we can depend on to do the work that has to get done. Does everybody else have a price tag? Are you guys at all surprised that only 32% of the public have a great deal or a fair amount of trust in the media's news reporting? Why should you? Why should you? Last night, Joe Biden himself peddled the lie that there was a bombing of a Gazan hospital. It didn't happen, Joe. And the media want immunity from it all. Uh, It's just a 24-hour cycle. People will forget. Have you forgotten? Or have you turned them off? Where can you turn to get information that you actually can depend upon? Where? Independent citizen journalists. People like James O'Keefe, who got fired and rebuilt himself. People like Tucker Carlson, who got fired and rebuilt himself. People like me. I got fired. How many times? Rebuilt myself. Why? Because we all think we're stars? Because we're desperate for the clicks? Because we want you to tell us how special we are as we appear on camera or whatnot? No. No. Because we refuse to go down without a fight. I refuse to allow Nancy Pelosi and her bloviating freezer full of freaking expensive gourmet chocolate to be rewarded, reelected with tens of millions of dollars in what? How'd you make your money, Nancy? How about you, Bernie? How about you, Liz? How about all of you? How dare you? And now Biden wants more. A hundred billion dollars. Where in the hell are you going to get that? It doesn't matter. You don't matter. Hawaii doesn't matter. East Palestine, which has been forever ruined, doesn't matter. Your children don't matter. Your unborn child doesn't matter. None of it freaking matters. All they want is to stay where they are, to stay in power, to stay rich. And if that means destroying you, so be it. I am done. Steve Scalise, we're coming for you. Mike Kelly, Pennsylvania, you feckless hack. We're coming for you. Don Bacon, wake up, dude. Pack, pack your bags. Ken Buck, we're tired. We're tired of your reindeer games. All the while, by the way, our gas prices are about to go through the roof. Fill up. Because it's on its way. One more way to bankrupt you as they come around and want $100 billion. Not for Israel, but for Ukraine. Joe Biden said it himself as the red light was cast on the White House last night. You see that? Was that for China, do you suppose? We've got all of Joe Biden's ridiculous audio. What it really means next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. 